0: So we got another "what if" for you here, Corey, here. and it goes something like this: What if we offered treatment programs that were specific to an individual's drug use uh, or focused solely on on those specific drugs that are involved in the problem? I've seen, I guess, enough kind of one size fits all. Treatment programs to to see that that's not it's not always effective for everybody. And I've also noticed over the last I don't know whatever decade of looking at this stuff that each individual mood altering substance, or it doesn't even have to be drugs; it could be a, a specific behavior, um, gambling, sex addiction, whatever. They all come with their own kind of little challenges or big challenges, I should say, and they all come with different sets of, of tools that you can use. For instance, if you have a problem with opiate, opioids of any kind, we know we have substitution therapy that's effective for that class of drugs. We can, we can uh, usually stabilize somebody if that's what they're interested in doing and we can do that with a relatively low cost and not a huge you know it's maybe less disruptive to the individual's life to to switch onto a therapy like that but if you look at something like uh, cocaine use where you're you've, uh, you've got a cocaine addiction and you want to stop using cocaine or you want to slow down how much cocaine you're using whatever your goal is there there isn't the same type of substitution therapy I, I, I think I've seen some studies where they've used st- stimulants and they've tried to uh, do it that way, but it doesn't it doesn't seem to have the same kind of effect. I guess as it's not as not as effective, not as useful of a tool. Sure. So, and there's also differences between people who I mean, say you've got uh, you're having trouble with alcohol. Usually people who've been drinking every day for a long time have certain uh, nutrient deficiencies. They have uh, dehydration is a common problem. Um, We know what kind of dangers uh, are presented with that condition. When they go into a a treatment center and they go into detox, there are certain medications that are given because we know that the condition can be lethal under certain circumstances. And that's not the case for other drugs. So there's, we know that there's differences between them. Right. And we do have, we have, you know, I think it's interesting that we have NA, AA, you know, that the cocaine anonymous, those started to kind of split up into different sections. When, when, what, when was it in the eighties that, that it kind of took off or nineties? Yeah. I think later than the eighties for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, the, I think it's okay to recognize that the mechanism of the problem of addiction is similar. It's like the same river, but the streams and creeks and everything that flow off of it, uh, you know, they have their own terrain, their own separate obstacles. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Am I crazy or what?
1: No, I don't think you are crazy. I think that the, the um, from my own experience, there's, a very wide brush that is used um, in in at least in the treatment program that I was in, where they try to or at least rather than say a brush a very a very wide net is cast, and it sort of collects everyone into the same net, and it's like like you said it's like the the addiction net, but with that it's like I remember people in my group who They got busted for coming into work hungover Um, or for, you know, their, their coworkers found out that they were, you know, partying way too hard after their, after their shift. And then they'd be coming into work hungover. Well, is that person really in the same conversation as, as I was, I'm not sure of that either. And, and time is limited in some of these programs. The coursework is it's, there's a lot of content by anyone standards to work through for these programs. And if the content was tailored a little bit to, to the individual, and there were certain things that, that we could expand on, you know, like, like with some of the, some of the personality traits, and this is why we kind of go back to um, our last discussion on the what ifs about like, what if there was a what if intake looked a little bit different so that are the specific needs, and I think you would start to see some, some trends there, like with perfectionist traits or with depressed traits, um, or obsessive compulsive traits or whatever that may be, like, are the, are those things drivers that need to be looked at? Um, and, and suddenly you would, you would have to have different nets out there. So you would require more more content you'd probably require more instructors or more facilitators of some of these programs you can see where their costs would go up and it would be a, a little bit more difficult for them to manage but but yeah. in terms of what would be in terms of the value it would in my opinion definitely increase the, the value of those programs
0: i i would think that there's enough evidence to at least try it and i mean think of what what's the value of you know let's say um, you know, well, let's st- we'll stick with opiates. Let's say you're you're a parent, your your kids uh, addicted to some kind of opiate, Percocet, whatever, and you've got to choose between three different treatment centers, and the one is boasting a a seventy plus, you know, well tracked. Uh, they could they have all the information readily available, transparent, where they're seeing the people come in, the people come out, and they're doing better. If you were able to move up into that range where you you were realistically treating seventy percent of the individuals who come through there, and and their lives were at the very least improved meaningfully, and they learned something, and if you're really lucky, you know they they change their they either change the way they use drugs or they stop using drugs, whatever their you know whatever their preferred goal is, but. I, I would think at this point that people were would be willing to pay the extra money to, to have that better chance of success. Yeah, and we we've got all this evidence pointing towards tailoring the the treatment to fit the person. You know, they, they individualized care is what we've we always say it, but rarely implement it, or we don't implement it enough. We're seeing, like, uh, I want to mention the Caduceus Group format was built toward that end, right? It was built with the idea that healthcare professionals have different kind of problems, different obstacles that they face going back to work, um, stigma in the community, whatever it might be. It's not the same as it, you know, it is as it is for a dentist to have a cocaine problem as it is for, uh, you know, anybody else who's, who's not in not in that field. sure. So those things are being recognized. And I think for me, the, the difference between the benefit I get from speaking with people who have very similar experiences, like speaking with, with somebody like you, Corey, who's been through the same type of process, you're in the healthcare industry, you know, it's, it's generally, you know, it's sort of the same animal. It's, I mean, that's, it's super beneficial. And especially when you're, when you're going in and you don't, it doesn't look possible. You don't think you could do it, but to be kind of introduced to people who are doing it and they they have improved their, their quality of life. And so if we're doing it there, then maybe, and, and I looked to, to see if there was any facility who, who is making a real effort here, but I, I couldn't see any, at least not on intake. Yeah. Um, but again it would it kind of tie back into the first question and that there's a lot more data there's a lot more autonomy that we're I think we're leaving on the table, and that it there's good information coming out of that patient I think when they, they're in that state when they're just getting into treatment they're very raw the very most people are quite honest in the in that in that part because they're they're just out of gas you're you're emotionally exhausted you're spiritually wrecked you know you just have nothing left to hide really you're and so most of what you're saying is going to be pretty close to the to how you're it's going to be pretty close to accurate yeah so i mean if somebody's telling you you know i tried this before i tried that before didn't do anything for me uh can we try something else even you know, just having a little bit of autonomy, or like in your case where you were allowed to stay closer to your son as opposed to being sent halfway or right across the country, those things matter. Yeah. So, I just wonder to what extent, and would you start to see? I think you would at least have the opportunity to gather data that's very, um, it's more concise, right? Because if you're just, if you're just studying the cocaine group at whatever treatment center that's doing these specific treatments, you've got counselors, you've got people who've been working there. They start to learn about cocaine in a way that nobody else really knows. They would become specialists in that particular arm of addiction. Yeah. And you would have to think that as their experience grew and as data increased, you'd have That would translate into a an actual measurable effect at the end could be wrong but it seems like something that might be worth a try i agree with you completely and i know it's uh in the the traditional model to say that is relapse behavior yeah literally (laughs) relapse if you if you said something like like that at uh at homewood you would be they would tell you to be quiet or settle you down and after class, they would say, Look, you can't be talking like that. Relapse so, behavior.
1: What would what what would their the justification for that be? Like, why would they because why?
0: Because you're not being accountable for your that's the drugs talking. Like the idea that you could solve a drug problem and not have all the rest of the problem still. Like there's no such thing as um, walking in to that place and saying, you know what, I've partied my whole life in and out, sometimes more, sometimes less, seemed to be able to do just fine with it. But I ran into this one substance and became completely, you know, I lost control of the situation. They didn't want to hear anything about that. They want I, you to say, I, I have no, I've lost control of my whole life. If you present me with any kind of drug or mood altering substance, I'll just grab it and take it like a lunatic. Gobble it up. Yeah, yeah. gobble it up because I have no control because they, so they want you to give that control up and if you attempt to display some kind of an attitude that suggests you are able to control one drug and not actively worry about other things or that one is easier to control than the other then that's madness to them right yeah So Which is
1: just <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just not the, that's not, just not the case yes and it, it's not the case and it's it's um and it can also be that and we're on the brink of getting into a whole other discussion here than about, about the aAA model and that kind of thing. But, but I think all of the people that, that I have met have been able to maintain a, a level of control very well for a period of time. Mm. And uh, it was just life circumstances that, that, that changed and stresses that changed and built up and, and umpteen factors that, that, impacted that ability to kind of stay the course for a period of time or not. Yeah. And it
0: is, it absolutely deserves uh, saying that there are people out there who the, 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 the situation for them is where they, they abstinence is the only way because they, they fit that bill. They fit that description. They are so interested in, in altering their perception that they will use any, anything at hand, those people exist, but they're not nearly as common as, as what, you know, we've kind of been told, right? Sure. So, so why is everybody treat being treated like that? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Again, I think you're, it's, it's more barriers to quality data that could be, we could be taking data out of these places left, right and center that's being left on the table. Yep. Absolutely. Was there anything else that I had to say about that? Well, yeah. No, I mean, I just, uh, like I mentioned with Caduceus, it was, uh, I think the Caduceus groups for me have offered much more, uh, I, it's easier for me to connect. It's easier for me to lean on my peers and I, I have more trust in them because I can, it just, it seems to set up a framework of support faster if you're generally aligned in a few, like your vocation matters, what you do for work matters. If you're a professional and you're this, the other person is the same professional, that seems to matter. Gender doesn't seem to matter too much, um, at least not in, a, like in the Caduceus peer group setting. But I think there's also something to be said for people's cognitive abilities and people's uh, economic situation. You know, if I was in treatment with a wide range of people in that, in that aspect, right. We had people, we had uh, a a guy there who was so heavily medicated. He didn't know what planet he's on. You know, he's in treatment, treatment for what this guy is literally drooling during the presentation or whatever. He's, I understand they're trying to get him through, but come on. Like the guy has no chance. Right. And yet he's kind of, he gets charged the same and processed the same. And yeah, it's, that's weird
1: you know at, at the same time and and I agree with you I there's I mean in our caduceus meetings there's there's there are lots of common common threads there and the the drugs of choice are oftentimes pretty similar um, in some of the uh, other meetings I attend like smart recovery meetings it's it's much more broad and uh, and and you'll get uh, it. So they're also larger meetings. You'll have say 30 people on it. So you have a, a very interesting breakdown of different people and, and from different walks of life with different, different backgrounds and different drugs of choice. And it's a fascinating conversation to, to find commonality there and to, find things that similar lived experiences or similar struggles that people have. And, um, and that's one of the enjoyable things for me is to see, to see how different walks of life on, you know, undergo the same hardships, but you get, you get something different from each. I think you get something different from making those bigger connections. And then you get something different from the safety of a group of, of like experienced people as well. Um, Whether that's in a support group model or in a, in a, like a treatment center model.
0: Yeah, I, I agree completely. Even with the part about, uh, sometimes I'll just, uh, I'll go downtown here in Kelowna and I'll, I'll just go down to the, there's a couple of streets that have a lot of, uh, mental, like people with mental health issues or homeless people or, uh, people who are otherwise, uh, not participating in society, uh, uh, as the general population is, but, I like to go down there and just kind of see what's going on, you know, talk to them and, you know, what, uh, what brought you here? What, uh, you know, what are your circumstances now? Yeah. What are you finding that anything that's being like, are any of the policies on a municipal or a government level, are, are they doing anything for you? What's real? What's not. And those people, you know, they have very interesting backstories, lots of them. And, it's definitely, I, I actually thought for a while there, we, we might try to do something like that down the road where we pose uh, some kind of a change or a question or, or just maybe we go down there and, and chat to people like just to, you know, pick a person if they're willing to chat, we chat with them for a bit and, you know, buy them a meal, whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah. that, that, that different perspective can be, uh, it can get you Set in another uh, another direction really quick because it's easy to get pigeonholed, especially doing what we're doing, where we're always dealing with the healthcare system and blah, 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 same kind of problems and
1: stuff. But there's a whole other world of issues out there too. There is, and I think so, being aware of that is is healthy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, yeah.